mountains would quake in your presence, as when fire set twigs ablaze and causes water to boil, come down, make your name known to your enemies, and cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. Since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any god besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. You come to help those who gladly do right, who remember your ways. But when we continued to sin against them, you were angry. How then can we be saved? That all of us have become like one who is unclean and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf and like the wind our sins sweep us away. No one calls on your name or strives to lay hold of you. For you have hidden your face from us and have given us over to our sins. Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay and you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, Lord. Do not remember our sins forever. Look upon us, we pray, for we are all your people. Over the next few weeks, we will be looking at some of the great prophecies in the book of Isaiah, uh, the hint toward the coming of Jesus. Now, these were originally written to a broken and defeated nation. It's not really quite the same, but it was something of a 2020 moment for them. And Isaiah's basically saying, hold on. It might feel like all is lost But there is hope. Something good is coming. And of course, today on the first Sunday in the season of Advent, we embark on a journey of waiting and hoping together. 
Now there is good and bad types of waiting, I think. Yeah, waiting for food, bad. That's a bad kind of waiting, always, always bad. Waiting for my latest online purchase to be delivered. You know, the one that, that is apparently now out of stock, even though when I ordered it and paid for it, the website said that it would be shipped out straight away. You know, bad. That's a bad kind of waiting. But then, but then there's the good sort of waiting too. You know, the kind of waiting that you find in your latest Netflix series or, or whatever you're watching. You know, that sense of suspense that you find in a great story. You know, when you know something is gonna happen, but you're just not quite sure what or when. It's a sense of expectancy, it's exciting, and it makes the thing that's coming all the more enjoyable when it eventually arrives. I don't know if you've ever seen that classic tomato sauce advert, the one where a guy kind of balances a bottle of sauce precariously on the edge of a tall building, and then he, he casually makes his way down the stairs, you know, out onto the street, smiling, waving at the passers-by, before eventually holding out his hot dog just in time to catch the big dollop of ketchup that's finally made its way out of the bottle up on the roof. Uh, and then you get the classic strap line. Good things come to those who wait. Yeah, in Advent, we are reminded that good things are coming. And that's a message that we all need to hear today, isn't it? It's a message that we can and should get excited about. Yeah, this has been a tough year. And many of us will look back on 2020 as, as a year where much was stolen from us. Yeah, for many of us, this year has been a year of loss and, and remarkable challenge. But we are nearly done with 2020. And Advent reminds us that however we feel right now, good things are coming. You know, the cry at the start of Isaiah 64 in, in our reading today is a cry for change, for something new to come. Yeah, but not just any old change. The, the prophet cries for the presence of God. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, that the mountains would quake in your presence. He's desperately waiting for God to come. And, and he remembers you came like a fire. You, you shook the earth. You did amazing things that we never expected. But will you do it again? We long for your presence. We, we love your presence. We miss your presence. We're, we're waiting for you. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. Now, as I said, Isaiah's prophesying here to, to a nation in exile, a people who had lost the security of knowing that God was with them. And Isaiah acknowledges that that they'd messed up. You know, they turned their back on the God who loved them. You know, we've completely screwed this up, Isaiah says, to the, to the point that even on our best day, we fall short. Even our righteous acts are like filthy rags, he says. We've got nothing. You know, and there's nothing that we can do about it. We need an intervention. God, we need you to come down. We need your presence. 
Do you feel like, like you need an intervention from God today? You know, maybe like Isaiah, you've known God's presence before, but, but right now you, you kind of feel messed up, broken. You know, maybe just surrounded by a nation that is broken. And you're left waiting, hoping that God will show up again. You know, or, or perhaps this is all new to you. And, you know, maybe this is your first time here gathering like this with us today and, and all this talk of, uh, of God who is present is just a bit weird. Well, regardless of, uh, of what you feel in this moment and, what you have or, or haven't known or have or haven't done. The promise of Advent is the same for all of us. It's the promise that good things are coming. You know, because we're reminded to look forward and to wait with great expectancy for the time when Christ will come again. At the end of this age, and, and he promises to make all things new. A time is coming when he will wipe away every tear. A time when we will be caught up in his wonderful presence for eternity. The ultimate answer to Isaiah's cry. A cry which echoes through the years that only the presence of God will do. In the end, it will all work out. But what about now? You know, what about the intervention that you need today? Do we have to wait until the end of time to get out of all this mess? Oh God, that you would tear open the heavens and come down today. The best news is that Advent is not just a waiting game. And not only do we get to look forward and wait for what will happen, well, in Advent, we also count down and we celebrate what has happened. We count down and we prepare for the great festival of Christmas. We celebrate how God's presence has come down from the heavens to earth. The true fulfillment of all those great prophecies, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. And this is the good news that, that we get to celebrate every moment of every day, not just through Advent and, and Christmas. You know, the good news that God is with us. God is with you. God loves you and he wants you to have a full and wonderful life. That's always been the plan. And to use Isaiah's words again, you know, just like a potter with his clay, God molds us and he crafts us with, with great care. You know, men and women made together, designed to be like him, to be with him, to love and to be loved. Yeah, but humanity, well, we thought we knew better. Men and, and women turned their back on God and selfishness entered the world and with it separation. 
Barriers went up, relationships broke down, and now instead of love and togetherness, we live divided. And that's what we see around us, isn't it? You know, COVID or no COVID, our news feeds are full of brokenness every day. Yeah, but God loves us too much to just leave us waiting in this broken mess. And so he did something about it. He tore open the heavens and he came down. The Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus was born and he walked on this earth to show us what love looks like again. Uh, And then he hung on a cross with his arms stretched wide to deal with our selfishness, to break through the barriers and to heal our brokenness. And then he rose to life again to make a way for us to follow him and live and love just like we were designed and created to. Designed to be in his life-giving presence. Created to, to lack nothing. Now. You know, that is his promise for you today. In 1 Corinthians, Paul writes of the grace given to you in Christ Jesus. Yeah, therefore, he says, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait. He will keep you firm to the end. Yeah, the message of Advent is that good things are coming and good things have come. Yeah, it's like someone said to me when I was growing up that, that the Christian faith is not just pie in the sky when you die, but steak on your plate as you wait. If your spiritual life in in the back end of a of a bruising 2020 feels more pie in the sky than steak on your plate, then then I want to invite you to receive the presence of Jesus afresh today. And my prayer is that as we continue to gather now and, and throughout the weeks to come, as we pray and as we worship together, that the Holy Spirit would be tangibly present wherever you are and that you might know that Jesus is with you. And if all of this is is new to you, then I want to encourage you that, that Jesus himself said, I have come that you might have life in all of its fullness. And if you want to receive his presence and step into that life today, you can. And if you would like, uh, I, I want to encourage you just to say this simple prayer with me now. Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm selfish. Sorry for turning away from you and for the ways that I don't show love. 
thank you that you came down and died and rose again in order that I might know love. Help me to follow you, to know you with me, to love and to live life in all of its fullness. Amen.